What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and GP. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, GP. How are you guys this morning? Nice to see you, GP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fine morning. It's a fine morning. It is. It is. Do you have some of that coffee? Yeah, get you some of that coffee in it that's, that you don't drink. Yeah? Mm. That'll wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Bruce, how are you doing this morning? Healthy and alive. Doing well. Fantastic. All right. Uh, GP, are you going to be around this afternoon? Are you going to be on our... Uh, yeah, our I'll, be, I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here. Okay. Yep. All right. I got a little bit of a back injury, so. A little bit of a back injury. Was it that expensive parcel that you were trying to ship me this morning? Yes. Is, it was going to cost a, literally an arm and a leg. Five pounds. Like, that is absolutely the most ludicrous amount of money to ship a package I've ever heard. That's insane. $152. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. We'll do, We'll take option B, right? We'll take option B. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> what? I buy the plane ticket? Got it. <laughs> Well, well, at this point, it would almost be yeah. At this point, it would almost be uh, it would almost be cheaper. I think. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. You're banned. Yes, you're not allowed to. Yeah, you can't you can't come here, and and you know we can't go there. Although they say that U.S. travelers are are restricted, or excuse me, are not restricted from this. So apparently, I can still enter. However, they're saying that you need to have proof of a negative COVID test uh, in order to get into the U.S. or you'll be turned back promptly. Uh, mm. I'm not taking one of your COVID tests. It's just not going to happen. Unless it's an antibodies test. Then I'll take one. I'll take one of those. Mm. But uh, You don't I want a take... positive PCR test? No, I don't want a positive PCR test. It'll put you PCR. on the... It's only 55% accurate no, on no, positives? No, no. no I, don't, I, don't want a, I don't want a PCR test. I will take an antibodies test. It's really good for negatives, though. When it says negative, it's very accurate. When I take a nice big drink of Coca-Cola and then let them swab my mouth and then do the PCR test, I mean, there, there's a surefire way right there that I would pass it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, no. Exactly, no. Yeah, it would <laughs> it would show positive. I actually watched a uh, a, par- a member of parliament down in Austria. He actually did that. He, mm-hmm. he opened up a fresh PCR test and he dipped the swab down into his Coca-Cola, his glass of Coca-Cola, and swabbed mm-hmm. it on the test, made his speech there about, you know, this is all ridiculous, you're all crazy, and, and we're destroying our lives lives and our economies mm. over this. And by the time his speech was finished, it was like three minutes or whatever it was, positive test on the PCR mm-hmm. from a swab and his, and his Coca-Cola. Well, you know, Coca-Cola is the be- biggest spreader of COVID, right? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. and Because they both begin with the letter C. Think about yeah, that's it. That's true. That's true. Co- <laughs> COVID, COVID-Cola. Yeah, I heard, I heard about that. I think that's COVID a new cola, flavor. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's a new flavor coming out. Biden yeah. is going to reinstate it's- the COVID-19 travel ban on the UK, Europe, Brazil, and South Africa. Apparently, it's not racist now to do that. Uh, mm. And so, yeah, he's he's going to do that. Um, Trump signed an order on January 18th to lift all of that. But now, see, we're going to crack down on all that again. You see, mm-hmm. old Bolsonaro down there in Brazil, he's not going along with the plan. Uh, and so, yeah, they're getting hammered uh, in, in all that um, COVID stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, South Africa, yeah, they're bucking the system a little bit down there too. So there's a there's a thing there's you know a little war going on down there. They just can't quite get a hold of, and so there's a problem there. The UK, yeah, the population over there, they're getting a little restless, just just a little bit. Uh, they're talking mm-hmm. about reopening their businesses. We'll talk a little bit about that today, I think. Um, 
And the EU, I mean, I mean, what 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 can I say? You know, a lot of these EU countries, they're starting to overthrow their governments and get some real people in there that are actually going to fight for people. And I can't blame mm-hmm. them. I can't blame them. It's time to do that. Uh, also, they've they've decided to add Ireland to that as well. So, GP, I'm sorry, you you can't go. You can't go back to Ireland uh, for the I, I can't. future. No. Well, that's going to be I can still go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you'll have to get a PCR test on your way back in. But anyway, oh, yeah, right. That's, right. That's going to cost me an exorbitant amount of money. Yes. Yeah. You got a, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Right there. That'll that'll do it for you. Uh, well, not only that. Like like the trip into Alaska was 250 if I didn't uh, get one before I left. You're kidding me. No, it's 250 when I land. You land? It's 250 that's, bucks. Okay. So what if you can't pay that? Then what? <laughs> then you're going to pay that. <laughs> then you're gonna pay that. If you can't pay that, what are you gonna do? Well, then you're gonna pay it. You're gonna pay that. You're, you're, okay. Maybe you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to go catch salmon so or something. Get on so a crab it's boat. Like, I don't know. Right. So it's like one of those. Um, it's like one of those those flights that's uh, like an emergency flight. If you can't pay it mm-hmm. and they're recalling you, then you sign the form. They'll get you on the plane and back into the U.S. But you got to pay it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably like, something like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm but, sure. That's funny. We have a government that doesn't seem to give a damn about throwing money out like it's candy, but uh, we have to charge people for PCR tests. That's funny. That's that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Well, Speaking the, of, I, don't, um, no, I don't I don't care for that. Those actually scare me because once you get a positive test and you're fairly likely that you can get a positive, you're yeah. on a list, even though afterwards you can go get a blood test. You could go get a blood test afterwards to prove that you don't have the antibodies. That's what I said. That you've never had it. But they, because you got that positive PCR test, you're on the list. You're that's right. you're on that's record. What I said. And they, I, will, I will take an antibody they, test. I will take yeah. an antibody See, test. But I won't take PCR. Yeah, an antibody test. Uh, a a full blood antibody test, by the way. Um, yeah. But the uh, the thing is, with this PCR test, they're going to have you listed as positive. You're now going to be on record, public record, as having a positive test. And I'm telling you, in the future, here, insurance companies and your costs are going to go up. They'll be like, have you ever had COVID-19? Were you ever blah, 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 blah? And if it comes up that you did, the rates are going to be higher because of possible long-term damage that they're finding on some of these patients. But you're asymptomatic, so it's fine. Yeah, I could be asymptomatic, but they don't care. They're not going to care. Right. You know, when it comes to making more money, they're obviously going to put up higher rates. That's true. And you're a risk. You're also a risk because you're you're not following the rules. Right. You don't. Exactly. Yeah. So honestly, the the other thing as far as travel, some of these countries are um, they have their own rules. So if you were to mm-hmm. fly to, I think it's Europe, you you have to um, quarantine for seventy two hours. Mm-hmm. New Mexico, like I'm looking into going to New Mexico here shortly, is fourteen days. You're kidding me. They're doing a fourteen day quarantine no. down there. Fourteen day quarantine, yeah. That's ridiculous. All right. Speaking of paying paying for all this and and having to to float that kind of money, it will not mm. be a problem for someone like the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. They disclosed his salary. He made four hundred and seventeen thousand six hundred and eight dollars in two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the latest year for which we can pull data for salaries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made him, listen to this, that made him not only the highest paid doctor in the federal government, but the highest paid out of all 4 million federal employees. He got the highest salary. <laughs> I think does he, that's more than the, than the U.S. president makes. Isn't that, isn't that right? I thought the president was 450, 475. I think it's like, yeah, it's like four. It, I think it's, is it? Didn't a, Obama give him a raise? Like Didn't Obama give himself a raise? It's 400,000. Right it's 400,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets yeah. paid more That's than right. a U.S. president. Yeah, because uh, the tax plan that Biden was putting forward was supposed to be up to 400,000. And that's the same. Um, it was oh, the up president. Or the, the, it would start after 400,000. And that's what the president makes. I see. All salary data was collected by 
openthebooks.com via a Freedom of Information request, uh, or Freedom of Information Act request. Only federal employees whose salaries were funded by taxpayers were included in the study. Therefore, Tennessee uh, Tennessee Valley Authority CEO Jeffrey Lash, whose salary is paid by revenues of the corporation owned by the federal government, was not included. Two point five million. That's how much Dr. Fauci, the director of National Institute of Health and National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and current chief medical advisor to the president, will make in a salary from 2019 through 2024 if he stays at his post through the end of the current administration and doesn't get a raise. Something tells me he's going to get a raise. And not to mention the fact all of the endorsements he's got, all of the things that he's involved with, right. the the, um, book the deals, vaccine companies. Oh, yeah, book deals and, and TV deals and, and all of this, um, you know, the speeches that he gives and uh, the pharmaceutical companies. He was one of the, one of the biggest uh, investors of remdesivir. And he was arguing so hard for remdesivir and had it approved or helped to get it approved. Also, he sits on the board of the uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We got a clip of that coming up later on today. And you can't tell me he's not taking grant money from sitting there. Just saying. OK. <laughs> anyway. All right, GP, I know you don't like space. I, I know you don't like that stuff. Oh, God. Space what cockroaches. Are we do- what are we destroying now? We're not destroying anything. We're actually preserving something, if you can believe it. Oh, OK. So the we're preserving Apollo- the moon. It's going to be there. Yes, we're preserving the moon before we mine it. Yeah. Oh, OK. Apollo landers, Neil Armstrong's boot print and other human artifacts on the moon are officially protected by a new U.S. law. So this is now a historical landmark and it cannot be disturbed. So what we're saying is the U.S. owns that area of the moon. More or less. Yeah. So if China goes up there, that's U.S. property. Uh, apparently, well, they're already up there. The spot. Yeah, China's already up there. I know they're already up there, but I'm thinking if they go to that spot, who's going to say, OK, you, here's your ticket. You've been trespassing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was telling Bruce when we were talking about this a few weeks ago. Space I said, cops. So, All right. Awesome. So there's really no reason for other countries to abide by this. Right. I mean, just, you know, because I'm sure right. that, I'm sure that China's going to agree to that. I'm sure. Right. Any this country. Close, well, this close to home will have um, supposedly we're going to always have someone in the near future in space uh, with Space Force. So, I mean, at, at this close to home, maybe you'll have someone to write them a ticket. But when we get to the point to where we're sending crews to asteroid mine or something like that, who's going to police that? If I claim this asteroid is mine and you bought it on another, you know, you, know, you bought it back home, who's going to uphold it? If I say it's mine and I have the bigger gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about piracy, Bruce. Yeah. And that, that's that's exactly the point is if you look back in the day, who were who, uh, the pirates? I mean, if you're either the, the, the fastest with, you know, uh, weapons or the most powerful, you basically in other words, what I'm getting at is it's basically anarchy out there, um, more or less, unless you have someone policing it. Well, you got to come back down. So maybe they can uh, get you when you come back down. Not necessarily. Depends upon where you land. Yeah. Well, I'm, again, I'm actually come back. Yeah. Again, I'm. I'm sure if you. I, I'm sure if you're one of these other countries up there doing space mining, such as China, for example, I'm sure they'll follow those mm-hmm. rules, right? Well, can't we just do sanctions? Well, that's what we're doing now. But who's to say? Works. Why are we the authority? Why? Why is this? This are, are we? We conquering the moon now? Is that what we're doing? We planted a flag. I mean, we kind of we kind of own it a little bit, don't we? <laughs> Did we just so we discovered it? Well, no. We I mean, we didn't. It. We Same didn't with all the other we just, Yeah, we we just we just kind of claimed it. We were up there. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at the GP. That's a that's a hell of a thing for you to say about a movie set. I mean, the moon landing. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, honestly, some of my Universal Studios. 
Right. By the way. <laughs> you know, I actually, I believe, I, don't get me wrong, I actually believe we've been to the moon until it's proven otherwise. Uh, until it's proven yeah. otherwise. I, I believe we've, we've actually been there. Been there. 20, 21 times. Something like that. I don't know. Bruce will have to give you the exact number, but I know it's it's a lot. We've been there a bunch. Uh, actual human beings or just been there as in had drones and stuff as well? Uh, I think human beings. We've been there like a lot across the globe. Well, it's going to get a lot more popular up there in the coming days. So the U.S. Artemis project, which includes a goal of sending the first woman to the moon in 2024, is the most ambitious 12. mission. Sorry. Uh, there's no such thing as women. Sorry. I'm just. I can't. I'm, you're getting their gender wrong. There's no. I'm reading women. the Artemis project they're, that they're, they're talking people. about. They okay. them would not appreciate it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Russia has invigorated its Luna program, setting the stage to put cosmonauts on the moon in 2030. However, oh, okay. In a race once reserved for the superpowers, there are now multiple nations and multiple private companies with a stake in it. India is planning to send a rover to the moon this year. China, which is China, which in December implemented the first successful lunar return mission since 1976, has announced multiple lunar landings in the coming years, with Chinese media reporting plans for a crewed mission to the moon within the decade. South Korea and Japan are also building lunar landers and probes. Private companies such as Astrobotic, Mast and Space Programs, Intuitive Machines are working to support NASA missions. Other companies such as iSpace, Blue Moon, SpaceX, while also supporting NASA missions, are preparing to offer private missions, including tourism. How are all these different entities going to work out around one another? Around one another? I don't know. I don't know. Same way they do here on Earth. Corporations work. They apparently, they, yeah. Well, apparently, Bruce. Yeah, you, you said something about anarchy out there. Apparently not. According to this, and I didn't know this. In 1967, the Outer Space Treaty, which has since been ratified by 110 nations, including all of the current spacefaring countries, offers guiding principles supporting the concept of space as the province for all of humankind. The treaty explicitly indicates that all countries and by implication, their nationals have the freedom to explore and free access to all areas of the moon. So as a pirate, why do I care about that treaty? If you're a nation, if you're an established nation and you can actually get there and you can send nationals there, then odds are you're going to be vetted, you're going to be cleared and you're going to be, you know, well respecting of that, I would assume. Well, yeah, if you're you're talking about nationals, if you're talking about government, but if you're talking about corporations, you're basically going to do what the corporation wants you to do. And who's to say you won't have a, I don't know, the, the kind of stuff we were seeing uh, that was a violation of laws with the situation with Parler. You know, you're looking at monopolies, essentially. I mean, they're tending to violate law there, right? It's all good. So who's to say you won't have some big corporation that goes up there and decides we're going to militarize and we're just going to run this. This is our this is our show. Who's going to stop them? We talked about the uh, the Space Force. They're actually doing a um, what are they called? It's like a space police. And actually, the CIA is going to head that up. I remember that they're going to head up that. I mean, uh, I know they're going to have uh, they're going to have like little space stations that are going to be up there and they're planning to, mm-hmm. to make a larger space station. But currently, they're more thinking of like. From what I'm able to tell based on what they've publicly released, they're more thinking of like defending against ballistic missiles or, you know, more conventional weapons that go to space or what have you, or someone creating a satellite that can, you know, rod of God, if you will, you know, fire a a tungsten rod or something at at the earth, Mm -hmm. 25,000 miles an hour tends to have a lot of kinetic energy. Just a little bit. Yeah, I would say so. All right. What about space McDonald's? I mean, once we get to space, that's going to be a thing, right? Yeah, that's a good point, GP. Mm. I'll take a Galactic Big Mac. Yeah, I'll have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Gal- Can I get the Galactic size meal? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, we're Americans. That's what we got to do. All right. Let's get over to, I love these things, this week in Campus Insanity. Uh, the Campus Insanity is a weekly roundup of the craziest developments at the U.S.'s 4,000 plus institutions of, quote, higher education. Uh, let's uh, let's go down through these. Mellon Foundation donates millions to universities to study the nation's racist past. OK. Br- Brown University, Columbia University and the University of California at Berkeley. Got to throw that one in there. Are among mm-hmm. a handful of the country's top schools that will receive a total of seventy two million dollars. From the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation's Just Figure Just Futures grant program, which aims to create solutions-based work that contributes to public understanding of the nation's racist past and can lead to the creation of socially just futures. It sounds like this fits in with the 1619 project they were they were working on uh, from the New York Times. I don't know if you guys knew this. One of the executive orders was um, doing away with the uh, 1776 project, which was basically to educate our kids on the actual foundation of America and the foundational principles and all that. And uh, he axed that, and you know, so I'm, I'm curious if it's going to be the 1619 project, which fits in with this. Um yeah. Poor old GP's in shock over there since I uh, since I threw that one at him. The University of Oklahoma, they're <laughs> trying to do this with a straight face. Their black emergency response team issues a new set of demands. The University of Oklahoma's black emergency response team, which last year called on the university to fire its provost for criticizing a gender studies class decades earlier, demanded the school fund a new center for research on race and ethnicity and conduct a diversity and equity review of the facility and student body. BERT. BERT. That's the name of the program, right? BERT. Black Emergency Response Team. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I just, are they doing any good? I mean, I'm not going to criticize even, any organization. I've never heard of until it. Until as I know that maybe they're, if they're helping a community to thrive and stand on their own two feet, I'm for it. I don't care what they yeah, call sure. themselves. Sure. Okay, fine. They call themselves the Smurf, wor- Smurf worshippers. I don't care. As long as they're helping people to become better people. Are they so, doing that? Or are they trying to take one group of people down in order to rise up another group? That's uh, more there of what I it have sounds a problem. Like. That's more of what is it that sounds what, like. Uh, is that Which, what they're doing? Well, yeah, because they say that uh, they're demanding that the school fund a new center for research on race and ethnicity and to conduct a diversity and equity review of the facility of the faculty and the student body. So they're saying if you don't conform to what we say you're going to conform to by the standards of this new. But what are their uh, standards? What they're asking? Are they going by like 90 percent standard where? Well, we don't know. It's are they going by? Are they are this? Is it strictly racial? Structuring or is it by, you know, job qualifications? I mean, what are they doing? I mean, just by going by only by race, that's that's horrifically racist. Yeah, it is. It is. So I, I don't know. They're not specific. I, we'd have to look more into it. Uh, maybe we can this come back to OU, it. OU, though, right? What's that? This is OU, correct? Yep. Yeah. Oklahoma University. University of Oklahoma. University of Oklahoma. The, uh, the Sooners, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I believe that's right. Uh, John's Hopkins. It's not the Hillbillies. Pro- uh, yeah, right. Uh, t- yeah. By the way, they're yeah, by the way, they're talking about changing the name of the Atlanta Braves to the Atlanta Hammers because of Do you know more people die by hammers every year than rifles? 
I thought you were going to say COVID-19. Well, I would, but I can't. Because actually people that die specifically from COVID-related responses are more than hammers. Oh, okay. No, no, no COVID talk. No, no more COVID talk. We'll save it for today. Yeah, later yeah. Today. We'll save it. Yeah, later. But yeah, no, hammers. People die by hammer. All rifles, people killed by rifles the entire year in the United States, more people are killed by hammers. 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 I look it up. You're You'll not talking shot. about you're not talking about the hammer on a gun. You're talking about the actual hammer you do use to drive a nail. The actual hammer. More people die from a hammer than die by rifles. Interesting. Combined. All right. All uh, rifles. Combined. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll have to look into that. Johns Hopkins probes pro-Palestinian teaching assistant who tweeted about lowering Jewish students grades. A pro-Palestinian teach. Yeah. I, I'm just reading from what's okay. up. on. Yeah. A Palestinian. I saw the same thing against Asians. Yeah. A pro-Palestinian teaching assistant said that she faced an ethical dilemma in a tweet asking her followers whether she should grade Zionist students fairly because they allegedly support ethnic cleansing. Wait, okay. so now how, so now Jews believe in ethnically cleansing I, every How about you just how about you stop looking at people in a sense of religion, race and color and you grade them on merit? How about you do that? Um, I, I have a question. Is this a religious thing or okay? It's a Palestine. It's a it's a localized area. I yeah, I know it's a it's a nasty thing between the Palestinians and the Israelis. I get I get it. I get it. it it's mm -hmm. a thing that's been going on for a long time. I understand, but it's it's bleeding over into other areas of society. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about something that's going on in um in another part of the world. Do you know the Palestinians and uh, and the Israelis that immigrate to the United States, you notice they don't fight each other. They, they don't do that. Do you know why? Because they're Americans at that point. Mm -hmm. They deal with that, in th those those conflicts in that part of the world, because that's how they oh, live. I, I, I have to say over here, no, we're, I, we've got we've got a we've got a uh, Jewish and a Palestinian group. Do they do they call there conflicts? large groups? Are there? Conflicts? Yeah, there's conflict. Quite a bit of okay. conflict. All right. With the Palestinians. I, uh, I Palestinians corrected. have they do little they do little uprisings, call hit mm -hmm. the colleges. To, they okay. really degrade the Jews. The Jews don't really say much here. They really don't do much. They're they're kind of I mean they're they're looking at promoting their own community. But if you go on some yeah, of the college the campuses, there's the, the Palestinian organizations. The Palestinian organizations are very violent. They they're I mean not all of them. I'm not saying it's just small. It's like in any group, a small portion of them that does not represent the whole is really making everybody have a bad taste on mm -hmm. this whole political mm -hmm. situation. No, no, I understand. So, it, okay, so what you're saying is, is they behave the same in California as as the Orthodox uh, communities do, the Orthodox Jewish communities mm -hmm. do in New York and like Brooklyn, for example. All they want to do is run their businesses and and focus on ma making their communities better and building up their communities. That's all they want to do. Mm -hmm. They really don't get involved in, in much else. It's just a small little fraction groups that make it bad for the whole. Right, right. That's all. Now I get it. Um, the the way it's worded though about the uh, the uh, teacher's assistant there mm. or, or assistant, it's worded as a Palestinian supporter. Is that what is that what the how it was worded? Uh, it's a pro-Palestinian teaching assistant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. uh, pro-Palestinian that means. Um, they're basically so they might for not, eradicating Israel, and so they might they, they might not necessarily be Palestinian, but they're they're for the right. cause. So, like the DSA, right. for example, when we when we covered their uh, convention, they were talking about uh, standing with with Palestine, uniting with Palestine, but yet yeah. they're not actually Palestinian; they're they're actually Americans. Right? Yeah. That that okay. that's a, that's what I'm getting at. It, it it could easily just be someone that supports um, more or less taking Israel 
uh, away from uh, the people there and, and giving it to the Palestinians. Because- I got you. Okay. All right. Moving along. Loyola University Chicago asks each academic unit to teach about identity and privilege. Loyola University Chicago announced plans to have every academic department perform a racial justice exam in which departments will evaluate how they're doing when it comes to racial justice. Uh-huh. That's not racist at all. The, no, it's. I think it's along the lines of what GP said. The uh, Okay, moving right along. Uh, Colorado State University dropped $107,000 to identify instances of racism and found none. <laughs> What, what, do you, what do you want me to Which, say? Where, where is this? Colorado State University. Oh, okay. They spent $107,000 investigating its athletics department for racism. The investigation did not unearth a single racist incident, though the university announced that it would institute more diversity training anyway. So, see, this is all about just shoving this garbage onto you. That's all this is. That's all this is. There, there's not. <laughs> I, I don't even like. I don't even know why I went. I'm not even going to justify this with a with a long detailed response because we're getting close to time anyway. But yeah, I could sit here until I'm blue in the face, and it's not going to stop these idiots from from promoting this this sick ideology on people. And it's disgusting. well, this race does this stuff equate to all over the world, or is this only in this part of the world? Uh, you know what? I don't see this type of stuff being promoted across. For example, where I'm at, I don't see any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just granted they, they deal with their own thing here. But the identity politics thing is not crammed down people's throats 24 seven like it's being used in the U.S. Yes, you have small pockets of it here and there, but that's a minority again. Uh, and it but doesn't you have to understand on. the United States is changing. We already California is already over 50 percent of California is Hispanic or, or non non-white Latinos population. I, I yeah, I understand that the demographic is changing. I get that. I get that. The demographic and, is going to change in the whole country. I understand. When you have a, if they take down that wall, 118 million people are going to come over here. So uh, here's the thing. Are you familiar with the 1619 Project? No, Other, I'm not. Okay. So basically, the 1619 Project says America was founded upon slavery and racism. And that is what America has always been. They're racist bigots. So doing these racial um, investigations and all the the nonsense these these universities Mm -hmm. are doing plays into that narrative. They're trying to change what America's foundation is, uh, you know, change the history of it, rewrite history, teach our kids that we're a racist nation, and they're trying to create that division. You know, we've talked about it. Marxism needs that division. They need that uh, dialectic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what this is. It, 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 it's I'm causing a, a, a separation there. Um, hold on. What what did Michelle Obama say back in 2008? Do you remember that? Do, do you remember that? It just so happens. Just so happens. I have her saying that. Let's let's listen to that. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place uh, as a nation to provide the kind of future that we all want desperately for our children. Oh, okay. Now, I, I think that kind of sums it up, don't you? I'm just asking, are we there? What do you mean? Really? Oh, do, oh, do we have a nation for our children? Uh, this is uh, honestly the the way that things are currently with all of this. And forget all this other this uh, other race politics garbage that's just complete nonsense. Mm-hmm. Forget all that. Just the COVID stuff alone and the lockdowns and the regulations and the restrictions. That is no future for any generation coming up. None. 
zero. That's less than a future, if you ask me, because it just gets worse from here on out if people don't start standing up to it. Just one man's opinion, I guess. How are you defining their future? Whose future? That's my question. Whose future are we deciding? Is it all children's future? Right. Is it all children's future or just the children that they decide? Is is it the the elite's uh, children's future? You know, because they're going to get set up. The elite's children are going to be taught differently than the rest of us. That's true. That is true. Uh, so we are going to, uh, we're on, we're over on time, gentlemen, so we are going to have to go. Okay, I'm out. All right. Thank you guys for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.